Mr. on? Yes, Mayor, I'm here. I heard uh, Dr. Sharif. Uh, is Commissioner Yudin on? Yes, sir, I'm here. Commissioner, uh, Vice Mayor Gallo. Here, sir. Uh, I heard Commissioner Bogan. Commissioner Ryan. No. Commissioner Rich. Yes, I'm here. Commissioner Furr. I'm here. Co I didn't hear Commissioner Ryan. No? He's probably eating. Okay. Better late than never. Would you like to get started or give it a few more moments? Uh, I was hoping that Commissioner Ryan, I see that he has his nameplate set up and the computer here, so he might be coming or he's here. I'm not sure that he is where, but. Uh, Okay, not a problem. Just let me know whenever you're ready to get started. Okay. We're at 104, so I'll give another minute or two. on the line. I just want to remind everyone because we do have a lot of speakers on the line to please mute your phone. That way we reduce any background noise. Okay. I'm told that uh, Commissioner Ryan should be here within four or so minutes now. Would you like to wait for the commissioner or get started? Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, hopefully by the time we get through a preliminary discussion, the, uh, we, he will be here. Uh,
Okay, we, didn't, we don't have any proclamations today, but I'll just mention that August is National Black Business Month. And I'll be uh, zooming on Saturday in between funerals uh, with a group uh, including the Black Chamber of Commerce, the Urban League, and Mosaic Group. Uh, on this and we'll do a proclamation on our next meeting regarding that uh, this item we'll go ahead we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're ready by the time we get through the preliminaries uh, I'm sure you'll be here Okay, uh, I'll call this uh, special meeting of the County Commission to order. It's uh, August 20th, 2020. And if we could all rise for the Pledge of Allegiance, and I'm gonna ask our County Administrator to lead us in the pledge. Uh, standing please uh, ladies and gentlemen it is customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons from our community who have recently passed uh, colleagues do you have anyone that you wish to recognize no okay well Dobby Dobson uh, one of uh, Jamaica's most iconic singers passed away, and I'll be at, uh, attending that funeral uh, this weekend. I offer condolences and uh, that uh, we keep his family in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, with that, let's uh, also honor all the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service. A moment of silence, please. Thank you very much. So we have an item on the agenda. Uh, there's no, from our 
pre-meeting information. There's no withdrawals or any errors. Uh, we'll start uh, with this, that there's only one item on the agenda. It has two parts. The first part is a motion to re renew consideration uh, Motion E from the board's August 4th, uh, 2020 meeting. If that motion passes, the second part is a motion to adopt a resolution that was before the board on August 4th. That res resolution received five votes in favor, but because it involves placing a proposed charter amendment on the ballot, six votes were required for passage. If anyone has signed up to speak, please let them know that they should adjust, address both parts of the item at once. Uh, we'll give, I think I saw a sign-up list that has... Oh yeah, so we, we'll, we'll give each person three minutes. It looks as though we have less than five outside speakers. Uh, So, and Commissioner Ryan has joined us. I've joined the star of the show. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Wait. Better late than never. <laughs> yes. So our motion is to renew consideration of item three, motion E from the board's August 4th agenda, pursuant to section 18.7 of the Broward County Administrative Code. Uh, motion to, uh, part B is a motion to adopt resolution to place a second amendment to the Broad County Charter on, to place a proposed amendment to the Broad County Charter on the ballot for the November 3rd, 2020 general election, amending section 11.01 of the Broad County Charter to provide that county ordinances shall prevail over municipal or, or ordinances with respect to the use of county property to develop surtax funded transportation improvements. The title of which proposed amendment is as follows. A resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broad County, Florida providing for a referendum election to be held on November 3rd, 2020. The date of the general election to determine whether to amend the Broward County Charter to provide that, what, that county ordinance, ordinances relating to the use of county property to develop surtax funded transportation improvements shall prevail over municipal ordinances and providing for servability and an effective date. Uh, so, County Attorney. Yes, Mayor. Should we go first to the speakers on the line, or? Uh, yeah, that would be appropriate, uh, Mayor. It, it might also be appropriate. Well, I, I think that is because we're asking them to speak to both pieces at once, so it would be appropriate uh, to go there, even though we will need uh, five votes on Part A to basically make this. Part B uh, to be in order. Thank okay. you. All right, so we will go ahead and have our speakers. Uh, we'll start off with Mr. George Platt. 
Mr. George Platt. Go ahead, George. Good afternoon, uh, Mayor and Commissioners. Uh, yes, George Platt from LSN Government Affairs and also co-chair of the Transportation Committee for the Broward Workshop. Uh, we support uh, this county commission as it strives to provide progressive leadership on significant countywide and regional issues. When Broward voters approved a one-penny surtax, they did so with their eyes wide open, and we helped educate them about the projects that were coming. They liked what they saw. By 2035, Broward County will have 360,000 more residents than it does today, and obviously it'll have a lot more tourists as well as the economy makes a great comeback. Uh, you've approved many, many new projects, and there are many more to come. Amazon is coming. Uh, the BB&T Center redevelopment, the downtown redevelopment, the 61-acre unsolicited proposal, the list goes on and on. All of this brings the need for transportation improvements and trying to get people out of their cars. Uh, your staff and the Oversight Board and the MPO all working to implement these projects. Your plan is to double the size and modernize your bus fleet with new electric buses. You'll have transit hubs, transit-oriented development, with workforce housing, park and ride facilities, and a new state-of-the-art bus maintenance storage. Stalling these projects is not an option. The people of Broward County and the business community who supported the surtax do not want to slow the process. We will commit to support this amendment and help get it passed. Um, the amendment is remarkably narrowly drawn. It really addresses how to work with the cities uh, and with the public, and it creates a process to ensure that the structures and the facilities will not negatively impact residential areas and that they will be aesthetically pleasing like never before. So uh, from our perspective, we're asking, uh, hopefully, and I thank Commissioner Bogan for his willingness to see if we can get the six, hopefully more votes, to place this important issue on the ballot so the people of Broward County can speak. Lastly, I want to add that by placing this on the ballot, in no way do you deter yourself from the ability and the ability of your staff to continue to set up structures and procedures to work with more closely with the cities as we move forward. Indeed, on your next county commission meeting, you have the format for the uh, interlocal agreement uh, for the surtax projects with the municipalities. So I encourage everybody to hopefully take a deep breath and let's see if the voters uh, want to continue this process as we move forward rather than kicking the can down the road. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Platt. Uh, I have Dan West on here, County Administrator. Is he uh, to speak? He's no. there for questions, uh, Mr. Yeah. Mayor. Okay. Right. All right. So you just have some staff there for questions. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Uh, next we have uh, Mr. Mark Lebleski. Uh, city manager from the city of Sunrise. Good afternoon, uh, Mayor and Commissioners. Mark Lebelski, city manager, city of Sunrise. I'll make my comments brief. The city of Sunrise echoes the letter and important points from Mayor Sanborn of Coconut Creek. We strongly oppose their chart amendment as drafted for consideration today. We fully support the compromise being developed between the municipalities and Briar County. If there's one thing that we have learned with the COVID-19 pandemic, it is the best interest of all Broward County residents that we work well together. We've all collaborated together in emergency orders. We have collaborated together on distribution of CARES Act funding. We are collaborating on a fair solution for this item. 
Approving this charter amendment while, we'll while, while we are still working together towards a solution is a detriment to the progress that we have made and in direct opposition to the collaboration between all of us over the past few months. The municipalities are committed to developing a solution and we have demonstrated good faith with this issue. We respectfully request the County Commission not to approve this referendum. Thank you for allowing our input. Thank you. Uh, next we have uh, Mayor Rex Harden from the City of Pompano. Uh, thank you, Mayor Holness and uh, County Commissioners. I appreciate the opportunity to speak on this item, and I too will be brief. Um, this issue is basically creating a problem where, there, where one does not exist. Um, it, uh, throughout Broward County, there has been, there's ample examples where cooperation between the municipalities and the county has wound up with, with excellent facilities throughout our county. In Pompano Beach alone, we've got the Homeless Assistance Center, we've got the jail, we've got the North Area Transit Center. Um, so these types of things happen already. To put this type of language in the county charter is nothing except uh, except an, an aggravation to the municipalities, and, and and honestly, it's it's just it's something that is not necessary, and it puts a wedge between the county and the cities, and that's that's not necessary. As is, as was previously mentioned, we have been working together. We find mutual solutions to problems. This is not something that needs to happen, and of course, anyone who has sat at the municipal level realizes the importance of home rule and that's what this really is infringing upon and it's not this commission that I'm concerned with it's future commissions so I, I would encourage you all to not not put this on the ballot there's ways that we can work together to find the solutions after all I believe it was the cities that stepped up to help pass the penny tax and with all due respect to Mr. Uh, Mr. Platt I, I completely disagree that this is not a necessary necessary language so please um, Leave things as they are. I appreciate your support. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, next, we have uh, uh, Mayor Sterner. Sturmer. Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Vice Mayor, and Commissioners. Um, I would ask you to vote uh, no on item 1A, the motion to renew reconsideration. And should that pass, I would ask you to vote no, at least four of you, on item 1B, the motion to adopt. Um, during this time of this pandemic and other issues that are before us, we have worked collaboratively, the 31 municipal governments and Broward County, for the betterment of all of our residents. When this item was before you a few weeks ago, Vice Mayor Geller, Commissioner Ryan, Commissioner Fisher, and Commissioner Bogan voted no to put this on the ballot. I would ask those four members of the commission to stand by their vote. I would ask you to stand by the votes and listen to the local elected officials who know this issue intimately, who represent the two million people who call this county home. Not that you shouldn't listen to your voters, but I would suggest to you, your elected officials are deeply involved in this issue and know it and know the conversations that are taking place to create an interlocal agreement. Should that fail, as Vice Mayor Geller said on August 4th, when this was last before you, this could be put on the ballot in two years. No city is trying to stop any project that the county administrator is putting forth through um, the MPO and then through the oversight board. So please, there is nothing that is requiring this to take place today. What should continue is the open dialogue between local governments, all 32 of us, 
guaranteed to mutually agreeable ILA, which would then negate the need for this to be on the ballot, whether this time or 2022. Thank you again for the vote in the negative on both item 1A and item 1B. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Uh, next, we have Mr. Sidney Calloway. Mayor and the Honorable Commission. I am also uh, a citizen here in Broward County. My address is 3435 Meadowbrook Way, Davie, Florida. I am on the line asking this commission to vote in the negative on the motion to renew as well as the motion to adopt. And I'm primarily concerned, um, uh, Mr. Mayor and Commission, on what this will do for the November election. I have grave concerns about the dissension that is already, uh, everyone knows, is throughout the county and throughout our government across the country. And I just suspect that this is just going to aggravate our constituents, our citizens, the residents. Um, and as the previous speakers have said before, I don't see that there's anything that requires this action today. Uh, and like the speakers have said before, the extent to which this item may come up uh, certainly uh, has a better time frame for doing so. And I would just urge again the committees, the commission to, to vote in the negative on, on both uh, the motion to renew as well as the motion to adopt. And I thank you for your taking my comments. Thank you. Mr. Conlowe. Uh I, I'm looking at our sheet and it says, are you a registered lobbyist for Broward County? And it's no, uh, you, but I see city, you're representing the city of Lauderdale Lakes. Is that correct? Mr. Conlowe? Comment. Go ahead, Mr. Calloway. Mr. Mayor, yes. my, comments, my, my, my comments are in my individual capacity as a resident of the uh, county of, 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 of Broward. Okay, thank you. Uh, with that, uh, we will come back to or dance or in this case to the line Commissioner Bogan, you brought this item for, uh, forward, so I'll uh, allow you to uh, open the item, address it, and then we'll go to discussion on the item. Thank you, Mayor. Um, first, I, I want to just say I really have the utmost respect for the mayors and the cities, uh, the League of Cities, and their position on this. Um, a few weeks ago, I voted no on this matter and that's because I feel that way. I feel that the counties and cities need to work together. When I was mayor, um, I had a mayor's council for the sole purpose of trying to work cities and county together, and nothing should be forced, but everything should be in cooperation. Um, with that said, um, you know, it was just said that we should listen to our local elected officials. Well, I, I agree. It's good that we, we work with and listen to the local elected officials. However, 
I think my prior- priority is to listen to people, my voters. And after I voted no, um, after I voted no, um, I received um, a, a vast amount of phone calls um, asking me about my vote and urging me to uh, allow the voters of Broward County to put it on the ballot. And six years of being on the commission, I don't remember getting that uh, like this. And so, um, you know, I feel that we all report to somebody and I report to my voters, people who put us in office. And um, and that's why I brought this forward. I, I do want to make one point uh, before moving forward that I was told by our county attorney that if this went on the ballot and if the voters did approve it, we still is going to require six votes of our commission when something like this moves forward. And second, if one of our fellow commissioners did not like a project that was going on in their city, I, I will say this, I as a county commissioner always will defer to, that, to our county commissioner. Uh, and if, the local, if our commissioner doesn't like it, then I'm going to defer uh, and support that commissioner. So, so if something, um, uh, so with that said, I, I'd like to move uh, motion A for it. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll second it. This is Commissioner Sharif. Okay, we have a motion and a second. We'll go to discussion at this point. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Mr. Mayor, for debate. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, uh, let me start by asking, uh, and then I'll go to you, uh, Commissioner Ryan. County Administrator, and, and, and I do support the fact that we, we need to work collaboratively with our cities. I'm a former city commissioner, so I understand that. Uh, but I also understand that sometimes you might have that nimbyism in place, as we've seen time and time again, me sitting here. And as such, because that local commissioner that, uh, or that city uh, might be pressured from within their city, it might hinder them from doing a project that benefits the entire county. We are a regional government. We're a regional body. This transportation system will affect us regionally within the county, but even beyond that. It goes to the connections that we made for people transporting or taking our transportation system into Miami or into Palm Beach. So it is much broader than one local city. And, and again, I've seen it time and time again, where that one local city, because that community within their city don't want a project, stop us from going forward. And that's the fear that I have. Uh, because it, it, you, know, you, you learn from what happens. And if you don't learn from what happens, it's gonna happen again, and again and again. So that is why I was so passionate last time about this because it has tremendous economic impact. 1,488 jobs will be created from our first uh, tranche of money that we're putting out, that we passed just before we went on break, 150 million, 1,488 direct jobs, and another 61 indirect jobs, uh, with an additional 61 million in economic impact added to 174 million uh, in economic impact that's direct. Uh, and, and again, county administrator, we had a, at least two projects that pertain to transportation, at least two, and you can tell me they're probably more, that we at this county commission did everything we could, twisted every way we could,
to have the cities approve it, and we did not. Would you remind us what those projects were again, please, County Administrator? And if you have more, you can, you can let us know. But I know there are two that we were was very contentious. So, um, uh, Mayor, um, one of the projects um, that's been um, the source of a lot of discussion, actually most of the debate occurred at the MPO, and that's uh, uh, a park and ride um, project at I-75 um, uh, that was uh, uh, in the work plan for quite some time. Um, and. Um, uh, was ready to proceed by the Florida Department of Transportation and it was ultimately pulled out of the plan. That is the most significant project. There have been other other projects um, that, well in one in particular just recently on transportation um, was um, in, the, in the town um, near State Road 84. Um, but um, again, um, these projects will will come and go and and you know at this point i can't tell you which of the projects in which city uh, at what point in time other than to say that um, everybody's ready to go now and we want to make sure that we can move as expeditiously as we can we had a project also in pembroke pines if uh, that we were in the midst of uh, purchasing the land uh, yeah, that was several years ago, yes. um, um, and ultimately, uh, we were not successful with that one, uh, that project as well. And that was a major project for us too. It was for um, our transit department to be able to um, build a um, another uh, area where we can have um, um, our buses, a, a trans, a, basically a transit station, where our buses would be able to be maintained and and assist us um, with not having a lot of dead deadhead space when we're building out the system from the north to the south to east to the west so so we would have an we, we now have a central and we have a north but we don't have one in the southwest that's as correct. of now still that's correct and, and and does that hamper our ability to move people about in Brown county well, ultimately, um, we're going to have to have another um, another um, place to build out the system. Um, if you if you don't have that, then you don't have a place to to maintain your buses and and any other um, uh, equipment that you're going to need to be able to move people back and forth. Okay, uh, and, and again, the people of Broward County voted at 62% to approve this to tax themselves. Uh, the calls that I have received is in support of this. Uh, many in the business community have pledged their commitment to help us with moving this forward uh, because they see the need that we have for economic rebound as we go through COVID-19. That's even why it's more essential, even though we're having COVID-19. We know the economic impact that COVID-19 is having. It's slowing down our economy. Uh, in, in a very drastic way, having this ability to move a project more readily will put people back to work, will provide for those who don't have transportation to get to where they need to go uh, through a public transportation system. But even more so, it gives us the ability to move even faster with other things which will take traffic off the road 
as we move to get our synchronization of our traffic signals in place to move our people to become productive, to become competitive with other places uh, within our country and even from overseas where we know that transportation is a major reason why many corporate corporations relocate to do business in different parts of the world. Uh, so it, 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 in, in my mind, it does enhance our ability to be competitive globally, but it also has tremendous economic impact uh, for our people here in Broward County. Commissioner Ryan. It was several months ago that um, this county commission uh, debated and took under consideration several proposed amendments to the county charter. Um, the issue that we're dealing with here is whether there should be uh, county authority to make decisions on uh, land use for property either owned or leased by the county um, for the limited purpose of uh, constructing and operating um, regional transportation facilities. Uh, this is distinguished from uh, the issue that we'll take up next Tuesday, and one of the prior speakers had mentioned uh, a, a vote that we're going to have on approving a template for an interlocal agreement between the county and cities that make requests for uh, capital funding for transportation projects. It's a completely different issue. And uh, I just wanted that record to be clarified because a prior speaker had uh, seemed to, to state that they were um, uh, similar issues. Uh, also, um, I was somewhat taken aback, as I know, when I looked at the mayor's face, he was also uh, when uh, we, we heard this kind of revisionist memory uh, that we hear from some um, municipal officials about their support for the penny sales tax for transportation, uh, of course, we can go back to 2016 when the, uh, the county proposed that a penny sales tax for transportation uh, be approved by the voters of which 30% was going to go directly to the cities. But um, the cities didn't want that. They wanted to have uh, a half a penny for infrastructure, and we know the history on that one. Uh, but afterwards, we really didn't hear anything about, about how the half penny for transportation was actually passed, and it was the half penny for infrastructure that went down in flames. So the city, on its own, went back and uh, started up again with a penny sales tax for transportation and uh, it was an effort that lasted the county, not the city a penny sales the, tax you said the county the city started but you the county the county did, the, the county did yes. for a penny sales tax for yes. transportation and and the county uh, employees embarked upon an informational campaign that went on for over a year this is a very important uh, point that needs to be considered by um, all of us on the County Commission uh, because the paramount concern here is that the voters, the voters are in charge and the voters really need to have an awareness and an understanding of an issue as important 
as a change to the county's charter. Uh, we're going to have ballots. Uh, supervisor of election is going to be beginning to send out ballots in several weeks. So, and, and you know, a number of people vote within days after they get their ballot. I, I just don't see how the county can um, develop uh, an informational campaign in such a short period of time and reach uh, you know, a, an audience, uh, 2 million residents, what is it, one point, almost 1.3 million voters, and be able to explain what importance this issue means to the future of mass transit in Broward County. Uh, the county has been um, frustrated time and time again uh, when the county has tried to cite as had been mentioned earlier, uh, park and ride lots uh, and um, uh, bus maintenance facilities. And there were uh, a couple of examples given, but there's more than just those examples. And uh, this discussion about the county and the cities uh, work together, that's true. On almost all issues, the county and the cities work well together. But this issue is difficult for the cities to be able to address when residents of the particular city will come in and voice objections, um, maybe a concern about uh, you know traffic on the road or concerns about noise, concern about uh, air quality, you know, a lot of different issues can be raised. And uh, the last time. Uh, that came up, and the county administrator had mentioned it, uh, a park and ride facility on I-75. Um, it was just voted down uh, by the cities collectively at an MPO meeting, and that's that. I mean, even though the Florida Department of Transportation had stated the need, um, the, uh, the value of being able to have a park and ride lot, which could be located in any of the you know 30 some odd cities, but it's a benefit to all in the county. It's not just a benefit to uh, uh, the city where a park and ride ride lot is um, is located. Uh, but this is a pressure that the municipal officials have, and the county wants to take a larger view. Uh, so I am in favor of this moving forward. In fact, I, I was the sponsor of it, uh, but I have in reflection as the days go on and we get closer and closer to this November 3rd election, uh, I don't believe that we have sufficient time, number one, for the county to be able to uh, educate the public and hundreds of thousands of people are really going to want to know what this means for, for their community, what it means for uh, transit as part of an integrated uh, uh, transportation plan to relieve congestion on the roads. The benefits need to be explained to the residents. Uh, otherwise, if residents don't understand something, the natural tendency, and that's, that's logical and, uh, and what I think is correct, if, they don't, if you don't understand it, I mean, I would vote against it. I wouldn't vote for something unless I understood what the benefits would be. I, I believe we're doing a disservice to the voters to move this forward. 
on such a short period of time, um, we can, um, you know, have discussions with the cities, but if that first proposed interlocal agreement is any indication, it was the most one-sided document that, uh, you know, has been brought to, uh, to the county, uh, you know, by the cities about going through all of these convoluted processes that would take months and years just to have the matter heard by a city commission. Just so totally unworkable, not even having the value of discussion. The message is the county has to be able to be the decision maker on these regional facilities, uh, or as the county administrator stated, we're just not going to be able to have uh, an optimal mass transit uh, proposal. So members, I, I know that um, we're all in favor of this from uh, a previous 9-0 vote, but um, I ask you to pause. I ask you to vote no on this proposal this afternoon. Um, you know, obviously we'll go through the steps of uh, considering an, an interlocal agreement that the cities want to bring, but I'm, I'm just saying now, please, you know, don't don't say that you're negotiating in good faith with a proposal such as the one that had been presented earlier. Uh, so please, members, give some thought to um, what we can do in two years, the ability to um, have a thoughtful uh, dialogue with the voters throughout this county uh, is something that really is um, what one of our primary uh, responsibilities is, is, is strong communication with the voters. Uh, so I hope that we'll allow that amount of time. I do not see uh, the county suffering any undue hardship or delay. We have projects that we're working on now. We in the interim can go forward with uh, county efforts to expand um, purchase or leasehold interest of properties that will be advantageous for these regional transportation facilities. And I, I don't believe that we will place ourselves in an untenable position by waiting for two years. Uh, overall, it's, it's clear that um, the benefits of thoughtful uh, reflection and communications with the public outweighs the concern that we will uh, unduly hold up our uh, our mass transit uh, operations. We're in the process of purchasing more buses. Uh, we're on a, uh, a course of action to purchase more electric buses. So all of these um, efforts can move on a parallel path while we give consideration to this charter amendment. So uh, I know every member uh, respects all of their constituents, and uh, this would be really, I think, a, a demonstration of our good faith efforts to uh, engage in the communication with the voters over the next year, year and a half, so that they understand um, the benefits of this proposal. and. Um, Thank you, Mayor, for the opportunity to comment on the issue before us. Thank you, Max. You, you, this pretty much is the amendment that you put forward. So you're not opposed to us doing what we need to do with this. You just not, not at all. It's only the timing issue. Okay. And uh, I mean, I would even um, 
uh, vote in favor of the discussion of it, which is your first motion, but I, I can't, I can't um, support a motion to adopt it, to place it on the, uh, the ballot for November 3rd. Which, which we know is right around the corner. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify your only issue is timing. Uh, I, I have Commissioner Geller next, but I think I heard someone else. Is Who else do I have that wishes uh, Commissioner to Rich. Okay. Commissioner Rich. Okay, Commissioner Rich. All right, Commissioner, uh, I'm sorry, Vice Mayor Geller and then. Then Commissioner Sharif. Uh, okay. okay. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Okay, Thank go, you, Mr. Mayor. Go ahead, um, uh, Vice Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I agree with most of what Commissioner Ryan said, which won't stop me, of course, from repeating it myself. Um, the, uh, I honestly doubt that we will be able to reach an agreement with the cities. Uh, I candidly was somewhat insulted by the uh, document that we received that was purportedly an attempt to try and reach an agreement, even though I understand that that was supposedly just for discussion purposes. It was clear from that, in my belief, that we will not be able to reach an agreement. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I do believe that I agree, number one, that we should not put something on the ballot this close to the election because I believe if we're going to pass it, we need to have a comprehensive educational uh, effort for the voters. I simply don't think we have time to do that. Uh, and I don't want this to come up and fail. Secondly, uh, I have no objection, even though I don't think we'll be able to reach an agreement with the cities. I have no objection to trying to reach an agreement with the cities, although, again, uh, this is a warning to the cities that if you are negotiating like the proposal which we received from, I believe, three or four cities, that's not negotiating. That's telling us you're going to do it your way and you want us to surrender, which I haven't heard any of the members of the commission discuss. I, uh, I am aware of the nimbyism. In the park and ride, it was suggested in three cities. Uh, Weston, in that portion of Weston, which I represent, um, Davy, in that portion of Davy, which I represent, and Southwest Branches, which I represent all of. So I know that there's nimbyism uh, as to where to put park and ride and other facilities, which is why I would normally be voting for this. But today I will vote against this. I will vote against both the motion to reconsider and the motion um, if, if and when, and I think it will pass, the motion to reconsider will pass, I will vote against putting it on the ballot with the clear warning to the cities that assuming we don't work anything out within six or nine months, I would recommend that this come back early so that we have over a year to do an educational uh, campaign with the voters that we can pass that will give the county this ability because candidly I think that we need it. I think that we will not be able to reach an agreement with the cities 
although I hope I'm wrong, cities prove to me that I'm wrong and that we can reach an agreement. But otherwise, we're delaying this, but that's all that we're doing. And uh, so, Mr. Mayor, I will be voting against both the motion for reconsideration and uh, when the motion for reconsideration passes, which based on Commissioner Bogan's indications, I think both that will pass and the motion to put it on the uh, calendar, uh, I will vote against that as well. Uh, although I agree with the comments that most people have made and that I expect Commissioner Sharif will make, I think it's necessary. I just want it to pass, and I don't think we have the time to pass it in November. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Uh, Senator Rich. Yes, thank you, uh, Mr. Mayor. Um, well, I will be voting uh, the way I voted last time. Um, I think the issues are still the same. Um, I kind of um, disturbs me when people say, you know, that the cities represent 2 million people. Um, we represent 2 million people. We do it collectively with the nine of us. Um, we are looking at what I consider to be a regional issue. Transportation is a regional issue, and not just for Broward County, but as we expand uh, our efforts and our transportation goals uh, into Dade and uh, hopefully more in Palm Beach County as well. Uh, this is a regional issue. I, I, I feel that um, the voters voted for this. Um, I think we kind of underestimate them. They wanted this. I know when I ran for the commission, the number one issue I heard about was transportation. And um, so I, I feel that the voters, that has not changed. Um, and we can help. We can help by getting cars off the road, by moving projects ahead, by implementing them instead of waiting another two years or more to be able to implement many of these projects. Um, you know, we had a climate change meeting yesterday, and we were talking about uh, the Climate Change Task Force, uh, which I co-chair with uh, Commissioner uh, Furr. And uh, we are talking about expanding electric buses, expanding charging stations, you know, needing, uh, increasing the flow uh, among the counties, reduction in greenhouse gas emissions, getting cars off the road. All of these things um, can't happen until we have a comprehensive and a regional transportation system. And I don't think we should wait. I think we should move ahead with this and put it on the ballot and let the voters decide. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Commissioner Rich. Uh, Commissioner Sharif. Hi, Mayor. We've been discussing this at nauseum. This is like the third emergency meeting we are having on this. I think we should go ahead and call for the vote so that we can move along, pass or fail this, and move on to the workshop. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Commissioner Bogan, would you wish to uh, make him? Oh, we had a motion and second already to reconsider. Uh, all those in favor, vote by saying aye. Mayor. Yes. Is there anyone else in the queue? Because there hasn't been a motion on closing debate. And I want to make sure we're just on uh, part A at this point. Part A, yes. So uh, if there's there anyone any, else. Any other, uh, any other uh, member of the public that wishes to speak? Uh, Mayor, I apologize. I just meant uh, commissioners uh, only because the uh, Commissioner Sharif mentioned 
closing debate and calling the question, but there hasn't been a motion and a second on it. So if there's anyone else, uh, I, Q. I made a motion and a second to support Bogan's first motion. Yeah. I, I, and then I think we have to vote on that. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone else wishing to speak. Is there anyone else wishing to speak on no. the item uh, to reconsider? No. No, seeing none, then we have- Mayor. Is that Commissioner Mayor. Bogan or Fisher? Hello? Commissioner Fisher. Okay, Commissioner Fisher, go yes. ahead. Go um, ahead. You're taking a vote on A, and if A passes, are you still taking discussion on B? Yes, we can do that. Okay, thank you. Okay. So, Commissioner, so we have a motion uh, and a second. Uh, those in favor, vote by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, nay? Nay. Okay, yeah, I probably need, did I just hear one nay? Yes. I think it was just Geller. Okay, just, okay. Vice Mayor Geller is the only one that votes no. Uh, so it passes eight to one. We now go on to part B. Part B of the item uh, is uh, a motion to adopt resolution to place a proposed amendment to the Broward County Charter on a ballot for November 3rd, 2020. I read the rest of it before, so I don't know. Mayor, yes. I'll make that motion. Okay, I have a motion. I second it. And a second. I second Okay. Uh, we can have discussion. I think Commissioner Fisher wanted to have uh, a moment to discuss. Commissioner yes, thank you, Mayor, and I yes. thank you, Mayor. And I understand that others have talked about it really briefly uh, this discussion at this point, and I just want to kind of reiterate my position will be the same, and again, that I support the item that eventually when it gets to the voters, but I believe, and I want to reiterate timing, even that Mr. Platt, and, and those who want to advocate for such, I question that they will have even time to be able to advocate for this item. Commissioner Ryan detailed that with his remarks, as well as uh, uh, Senator Keller, as well. So I, on the other side, feel that the, uh, the ILA will be successful uh, with negotiation with the cities. But in case it is not, I am 100% in favor for 2022 put on the ballot and let the voters speak for it. But at this time, I just question the timing. And I think that uh, whether you advocate or you're against the item, it doesn't give us enough time to do either way. And so that's why the reason I will be voting no. Thank you. Okay. So it seems as if everyone is in favor of doing this, but it's just a matter of timing. Uh, so, so I know that none of you will be uh, against it when it goes out. Is, is there any other discussion? Okay, see now. Yes. Mr. Mayor, yes. Just, just to follow up on what you said, if this is on the ballot, I will be aggressively supporting it. I was just hoping that we would delay it, but if it's on the ballot, I agree. I will be supporting this aggressively. All right. Thank you very much for that. Uh, so we have a motion and a second. Uh, the motion was made by uh, Commissioner Dr. Sharif, second by Senator, Commissioner Senator Rich. Okay.
Uh, we are going to have a roll call of this. Uh, those in favor, uh, please state your name. Commissioner, Commissioner Bogan. Commissioner Bogan. Okay, so let me call the roll. We'll, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead with uh, Commissioner Sharif. Yes. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Udine. Yes. Uh, Vice Mayor Geller. No. Uh, Commissioner Bogan. Yes. Commissioner Ryan. No. Commissioner Rich? Yes. Commissioner Fair? Yes. Commissioner Fisher? No. And I'm a resounding yes. Uh, it passes six to three. We're on the ballot. Okay, with that, uh, we adjourn this meeting. And we're going to take a break, uh, colleagues. We're going to take a break because uh, our technical folks need about five to seven minutes to, re to, to uh, reorganize. Do we need one to hang up or hold on? So, so yeah. before we adjourn, before we I'm adjourn, sorry. Mayor. One, one moment, please, colleagues. Don't go away. Before we adjourn, Mayor, I have a, um, a non-agenda item that I, I wish to speak on it be just for a couple of minutes and okay. has to do with uh, recent events um, at the federal level with regard to the um, scope of, of operations for the U.S. Postal Service and its effect, um, adverse effect that it may have on persons being able to uh, cast their ballot as a mail-in ballot. So um, I'm sure everybody is well aware of um, efforts under the guise of uh, cost-cutting uh, to reduce the um, overtime hours for uh, postal employees and to um, um, discontinue the use of various machines that uh, expedite the uh, handling of, of large uh, volumes of mail. Uh, this will have... Um, uh, a dilatory uh, effect on uh, vote-by-mail um, ballots being cast by uh, Broward County voters. Uh, we saw in the primary elections an unprecedented percentage and amount of votes that were cast um, by the mail system, through the mail, and uh, we can expect it many-fold uh, greater in the general election. Uh, so there are some state statutory restrictions on um, what the supervisor of elections can do in an outreach effort to facilitate the um, um, delivery of these vote-by-mail ballots, uh, which the voter uh, himself or herself uh, needs to either put into the mail system or uh, can hand deliver it at an early voting location or at the polls on the day of election. Uh, many voters may not be aware that you can, there are drop boxes at all of the early voting locations that will 
allow you during those periods, those days of operation. It had been nine days in the primary, but it's going to be a longer period of time in the general election. Um, my um, suggestion is that we expand the number of locations where uh, voters will be able to conveniently drop off um, mail-in ballots. Uh, specifically, I would like to look at um, the opportunities to uh, utilize perhaps some, um, some city halls uh, and also uh, some of our libraries as locations that we could set up secure box. Well, the, excuse me, the supervisor elections would set up a uh, secure box. It would have to be uh, open for all of the uh, hours of operation for an early voting location. Uh, so it would be 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on all of the days of operation. Uh, and I think, what is it, 14 days that we're going to have in the general election? Uh, if we look at where the early voting sites are now, and we could do an overlay where if it seems like there may be some distance, several miles uh, from one location to another, and conveniently there is in between, there's a city hall or there's a library uh, that we could utilize to help um, facilitate the, uh, the collection of these vote-by-mail ballots, then um, I'm certainly for it. Uh, I did ask uh, the county attorney, who is, uh, some of their attorneys are working in the SOE's office, if we could do some kind of an overlay map and look at some uh, proposed uh, additional locations. Obviously, <coughs> if we're going to do it uh, at a city hall, then we would have to have a, uh, a city would have to uh, approve that type of uh, uh, use at a city hall. So I think it's important for us to look at alternatives now and uh, to move forward as quickly as possible so that if we get these additional locations, we can begin a, um, an educational campaign. You know, um, I would say, you know, it would be most beneficial to do it through uh, the supervisor of elections outreach efforts. But I think that the, the county could also uh, assist in the, uh, the educational effort. Uh, because certainly, I mean, our goal is to have everybody who wants to cast a ballot that is eligible to cast a ballot to be able to do so uh, and not have to um, endanger uh, their health in order to exercise this fundamental right. Uh, I hope we'll have the uh, support of all of the members of this commission. And if uh, to the county attorney. The purpose of this would be what to, to get some kind of a direction that we bring something back uh, on short notice that uh, we look at uh, some alternative sites that we could uh, have have drop boxes for vote by mail ballots. Is that is that the purpose to the county attorney? Commissioner Ryan, we are already uh, working on that. As you mentioned, you've had that discussion with us. So uh, I have Nathaniel Klitzberg here, uh, senior assistant county attorney, who also. Uh, his attorney for the supervisor of elections. He'd be happy to tell you, uh, if you'd like, very briefly where we are with that. But yes, we're very happy to continue to pursue that. Daniel, if you can come forward. And I want to appreciate you getting those additional ballots printed on short notice because we had a polling location that actually ran out of paper ballots. And we're not going to have that happen in the general election, right? Uh, I cannot imagine that that would happen in the uh, general uh, election, Commissioner. Thank you, uh, Mayor and Commissioners. 
uh, very briefly because I'm actually on my way out to the Supervisor of Elections office so that we can have a canvassing board meeting and get ready for what's going to be a countywide recount in one of the races. Uh, but uh, to, to Commissioner Ryan, to, to your comments, again, the, the statute in question, which is a new provision in the statute, authorized the creation and, and the installation of drop boxes at early voting sites. Uh, the statute provides for them to be staffed by employees of the supervisor's office or sworn law enforcement officers. So there's a limitation on who can actually be staffing those drop boxes. They would need to be, and they could only be, in our view, operated during the times of early voting and on the days of early voting. So as it stands right now, as, as you indicated, there are 22 drop boxes located at the early voting sites, which will be operating from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for 14 days during early voting in November. There are additional um, boxes that are available 24 hours a day at both of the Supervisor of Elections Office, both here at uh, Government Center East as well as out at the Water Hill Mall. Those are secured drop boxes that any voter can bring uh, their, their vote-by-mail ballot. Uh, to be clear, though, uh, vote-by-mail ballots cannot be dropped off at the polling sites on Election Day. On Election Day, they can only be brought to the Supervisor of Elections office. And just by way of additional explanation, it is not uh, only the voter that has the ability to bring a vote-by-mail ballot in for processing, whether it's to an early vote site or to the Supervisor of Elections office, Anybody has the ability to bring vote-by-mail ballots. The limitation is just that an individual can't be paid for collecting and dropping off voted vote-by-mail ballots. So if there's an individual who, uh, because of health concerns due to the pandemic, doesn't want to go to one of the uh, Dropbox locations, they always have the ability to have a family member or a friend uh, bring their ballot in uh, after it's been filled out by the voter, signed and sealed on the back of the envelope, uh, you can have a family member or a friend bring your voted vote-by-mail ballot in for processing. Um, there's been some discussions with the supervisor's office. I'm speaking today as an attorney from the county attorney's office, not on behalf of the supervisor of elections, uh, but he's been before this uh, commission on a number of occasions and I'm sure would welcome input into uh, discussions on whether or not additional Dropbox locations would be beneficial in light of the fact that we already have 22 that are out in the county right now, the majority of which I believe are already at public libraries. Um, and again, those are operating in November for the general election for the full number of days and the longest number of hours that are permitted by statute. And I'm happy to answer any other questions. Uh, if, if not, I will head out to Lauderhill. Okay, I, 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 I too will, will, will think that we wanna look at that, but I am, uh, there's, there's uh, some outstanding fees due to the previous attorney that I'm gonna bring something forward. I understand the supervisor of election uh, indicated that he wants, he's willing to let the county pay that fee. So I'll bring that item uh, 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 as an additional to our next county commission meeting for us to consider uh, doing justice and doing what's fair. Uh, when someone works, they ought to be work. They ought to be paid for uh, their labor, and and you, many of you, being lawyers, understand that that's your your time is your is your is your trade in 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 in, 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 in and ability to earn a living. Uh, with that, any other discussions? No. 
Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, we have a, a short recess, and, and the colleagues on the line, you don't need to hang up. You can still stay there. There's some technical adjust, adjustment that needs to be made. Uh, we'll be back at 2.20. Uh, when you think about Medicaid, when you think about SNAP, the food stamps program, Head Start, public education, roads, uh, you can go on and on, hospitals, so many, everything that our lives, that touch our lives uh, almost every day has some component of the, of the census and the impact of the census on the funding that comes to Broward County. I'm Senator Nan Rich and I am a Broward County Commissioner and I just want to tell everybody that each and every one of you counts in Broward County, and it's important for you to be involved with the census, so be counted. As our community reopens, residents and visitors are reminded not to let down their guard. The best way to prevent an increase in new COVID-19 cases is for everyone to follow these simple guidelines. If you own or operate a business, follow the requirements outlined in the emergency orders. Maintain social distance, stay at least six feet from others, avoid large groups, and stay home if you are sick. Wear a facial covering when out in public. This protects you and others especially those most vulnerable, like the elderly and those with underlying medical conditions. Report business violations anonymously online at mybroward.broward.org or by calling 311. Finally, maintain good personal hygiene and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, especially after touching public services. We fought this virus together, and together we can help ensure a safe recovery. For more information, visit broward.org coronavirus. Thank you. 